Okay, hi folks, and welcome to Better with Dr. John Duffy and Julie Duffy. Hi, honey. Hi. Um, this is an exciting day. I think we should get right to it. Huge day. Huge day. Um, <laughs> it is a rare thing to um, to be able to sit down and express some gratitude to somebody who has greatly affected your life and the life of, especially the life of your child. Right? Yeah. You don't get this opportunity yep. very often. Um, with us today is the varsity swimming coach at Lions Township High School here in LaGrange, Illinois. His name is Scott Walker. Scott, welcome. Thank you. I am, <laughs> I am honored to be here. Okay, so it's Scott, exciting. I know you well enough to know you are a fairly humble man. So I'm going to brag about you for just a second, and I want you to correct me where I'm wrong. Um, how, first, how many years have you been uh, uh, head coach? Twenty. This is my 23rd. 23 wow. years. Okay, so so coach has been head coach for 23 years. He is a two-time state champion? He, yes. A recent uh, two-time state champion, four-time coach of the year here in Illinois, inducted into the Illinois Swimming and Diving Association Hall of Fame recently. Yes? Yes. Congratulations Thank on you. all your success, coach. Thank you. Um, and the weird thing is that has no... Nothing to do with why we asked you here, <laughs> but we but we are thrilled for you and your success, and and blown away by it. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, so I I think the first thing we want to do is thank you. Um, our son George, um, uh, kind of randomly, when uh, he was fourteen or fifteen years old, um, his buddy Andrew was going to be a swimmer. We well, started swimming earlier than that. Yeah, we were at right? the Lagrange yeah. Field Club. Yeah, that's right. Club. Yeah. That's right. That's for right. For many years. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. many years. Um, but once once he came along to to your team, um, there was this idea that this is going to be tough. You, you're going to be up early, and you're going to be working hard, and you might get sick, and you might get tired, and you might not, you know, uh, um, and you're going to be crabby. And you you kind of gave us parents the um, the key to how your kid can be successful doing this. And there was this idea underneath your talk to us that just trust me, give me your kid for a couple hours a day. I got this. You're going to have to let me have the reins here. Am I close? You are spot on. <laughs> uh, actually, I say that that almost, it brings tears to my eyes that you basically say, you just said exactly what I say every parent meeting at the beginning of every season. Yeah. Just trust me. Yeah. And that the, everything you said, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. You're going to fail. You're going to be tired. Your kid's going to come home crabby, argumentative. But in the real world, that's the real world. Yeah. And I think our program has something to teach kids at the teenage years through high school what the real world's going to be like. Yeah. And so they're getting, in my mind, if they can go through four years of this and it gets easier, um, they're ahead of the ball game than anybody else their age. And they get a jump start on, you know, and then they have troubles in the real world. This is like, well, I know how to handle this. Yeah, I'm resilient. This is this has happened to me before. Yeah, I swam for Coach Walker, man. I, <laughs> I can handle it, right? Well, so, and I don't, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. Although, although this is difficult. This is a difficult day. This is a difficult week. Um, this is difficult time. I, I'm going to get through this. I'm not going to quit. Yeah, and that's something you instill in these boys. Um, and I'm thinking about that very first day. And our inclination as parents, I remember thinking, ooh, 5 a.m., uh, I don't think my kid can do that. I don't think we're going to be able to pull that off. You know, maybe we should, do, we should try something else. Um, and there was something about the way you presented this and the way George was about it that, that had us realize, oh, this is, this is the right thing. I'm going to trust this guy. Um, how do you keep kids hanging in there? You said it gets easier over time. How do you get kids to hang in there in that freshman year, those first that first month when they're you know struggling? Um, I I I think the key is, and I always try to look back on what is it that we're doing, <laughs> you know? Um, how how are these? It's a buy-in system. Yeah. Um, we we spend a lot of time talking about the pride that you guys. There's only 65 guys out of 4,000 students right. 
that have the guts to put on a suit yeah. and wake up that this early in the morning, and all 65 of you are together. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. And so when we're when one of our teammates is struggling alone, uh, they're not alone because they have they have teammates that will support them. And if one guy is struggling, then there's probably about ten other that are struggling that practice. Yeah, I would imagine. And so when you develop a a sense of fraternity, um, a sense of brotherhood, a family. Um, I think when they buy into that, it, it's the we call the the swimming pool our sanctuary. Mm. It is where kids can come. They're gonna train. It's an outlet for them. They can put their face in the water. They can work out hard, but yet at that same time, they have they have the time to figure things out of what's going on ahead of their day, what happened during their day, may it be after uh, after school practice. They have time to reflect while they're physically working out hard. Yeah. And to develop a group of guys that have a sense of pride in that. And and at the same time they're teach they're learning how to work out. They're they're learning a work ethic, but at the same time they're in their sanctuary. Nobody can call them. Nobody can bother them. The, um, moms and dads can't come into the pool. It's it's our sanctuary. It's our home. Nobody else's home except for theirs. And I think that's a buy-in. And and then they kind of take pride in that. And I think that's what makes them keep coming back. Because if they miss a practice, they're the first ones to notify notify me. I'm not going to be able to make it today. I got to make up a test, or I have a doctor's appointment. And so they're learning how, if they're going to be absent, they're learning how to uh, be accountable for themselves yeah. and their absences. And a lot of them get upset that they're absent because they need to be with their teammates. Sure. Yeah, um, I love this idea of the pool as sanctuary. And I'm trying to think, you know, uh, out of those 4,000 students, so you got these 65 guys who get this silence in their day, right, where they, they, they know that there's this brotherhood supporting them, right, this fraternal group, and they know that there's this coach that they can rely on. And they also have their, their phone is nowhere near them. Their parents I never, know I, the, 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 I really the never thought of that, of that part. Right? So, so sanctuary resonates so loud, right? I mean, right. because, and, and it makes you wonder how do the other kids manage when the noise is constant, right? When there is no sanctuary, because it, it's so profound and grounding to yeah. have it, you know? Um, it, it's almost ad- addicting. For the fact that when George graduated from high school, yeah, and most of these kids that have such a powerful impact on the program through their four years, such as your son, when they leave and they go to college, they're they're probably not going to swim. Correct, right? right. The so vast majority, right? What yeah. I get is the constant emails, which I love because uh, it's almost like. Um, Hate me now, love me later. Uh, you get the emails a couple of years later down the road. I really miss swimming. I miss the team. I miss be. I miss this. I miss the hard work. I get it. Yeah. Everything you talked about, I finally get it. And you know, it's kind of cool because what's that it? Well, I understand what they're saying when they say I get it. Um, and it's that. It's that silence yeah but it's the the work ethic that there's still something physical um i think a lot of it's got to do with the fraternity that they miss because it's the blood sweat and tears that they did together yeah nobody did this alone through their four years of the program right and um a lot of it is at two hours regimented uh, an hour and a half before school and a two and a half after school regimented time that they actually are thriving to look forward to because they need that outlet and they need that silence. And it feels addicting to hear you talk about it. And yet when you think about working 
for four hours a day. And working in a pool, you, there was one New Year's Eve where we just, we dads did the dry yeah. land oh, yeah. workout. And that kicked our butt so hard, you know, I can't imagine that those guys went and got in the pool for another couple right, hours, that, right? That we still do that, that, that. You might have been one of the first I years that we have been, yeah. that. We, we still do dry that land. on a, um annual basis. It's now a... Uh, um, a tradition of sorts. A tradition, huh? yeah. for sure. Because And what's so neat about it is after that hour and a half in the field house, the guys line up and they give each other high fives. And, and then I say, okay, we're in the water in 20 minutes. And the parents are just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and so they go to the locker room. And they're coming on deck, and they're they're eating their pretzels and their their crackers and stuff just to get something in their system before we go in for two hours of swimming. And the parents are walking by the pool windows, just like, oh, <laughs> how and in it, God's name are and, they pulling this off? You yeah. know. And what's really cool about that is that when those parents walk past that window after an hour and hour and a half of dry land. And they see their son on the pool deck, ready to go two hours of swimming. They get it. Yeah. They now understand when their kid comes home, why there there's got to be a little understanding of why my son's a little crabby when he gets home, yeah. or why he needs to go to bed and take a nap, or why he's so hungry. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a it's a, a teachable moment for for all, and yeah. the, and the boys get so excited about it because they're they're excited for their their mom or their dad to come in and do what they do. Oh, yeah. so they can get it right, right, right. <laughs> and, and, and I love that it. I like that kind of uh, X factor it thing because I think there is something to that. And when I think about the fraternal element of it. I, I work with a lot of guys who are college age who are, and, and, and girls who are college age. And I think about the Greek system in colleges. And even that lacks it somehow, right? Oh, because, that right? lacks it in a million it ways. Lacks it in, <laughs> even though they're trying to capture it, there's something about this kind of, this band of brothers that you create and they kind of go to battle together. And they're they're fighting for each other and with each other. I I, re, I can remember specific races that make me emotional even now, where some of the slowest guys on the team are you know doing okay in a heat or they're pre, or they're the last guy in the water, and half the team is standing at the end of the, the lane team, cheering yeah. them on. Yeah, you know, and that there's something you bring to that coach that it, that not every team does that, but something about that is so powerful and. Requisite. It's part of the making of a man, I think. Don't you? Um, the the other thing that is pounded into the the kids uh, almost on a daily basis, and I emphasize it more and more um, as our society is changing. Yeah, because I believe it needs to be instilled. It needs to be taught, and and I try to tell the guys. Are the kids, anybody, even in my regular classes, that um, when you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you're looking at yourself in the mirror yeah, and you admire yourself, but you do need to say one thing, today is not about me. And when you buy into, and you say it to yourself every morning, today's not about me. When you buy into that, your day is going to be pretty darn good, even even if you're dealt a bad hand that day. Um, it's still there's there's something you have you have to offer somebody, and it may be somebody you may not know. It may be something you said in the hallway or the classroom, but you don't even know what another person that heard you say it on the outside that's going to impact them in a positive way. Yeah, regardless of a bad day. You still have something to offer to somebody else, and so what I instill in the in the kids is that that locker room door. Um, upon entering the beginning of a practice, when that door opens and they step foot on that pool deck, they're they're supposed to say, "What is it that I can do to make my team, my teammates, better today?" Regardless of how tired, how crabby. Or where you feel yeah. like you are on the team, if you're the fastest, or if you're the slowest, 
really a lot of the kids who are the slowest on the team will not after a while think that they're the slowest because they need to understand their personality, their sense of humor, their work ethic, because a lot of those kids have a, a better work ethic than the kids that are the best on the team. Mm -hmm. Their teammates see that. And those are the kids. Everybody on that team needs to understand that they are, they're offering something to the pot of guys. Yeah. You know, and awesome. so <laughs> if that's a buy-in every day, that is when you get the sense of brotherhood because you're developing a sense of respect with one another, yeah. regardless of academically how smart are you, because a lot of us are struggling academically. Sure. We all walk out of a different house every morning. We all have a different set of parents. Some of us don't have parents. Some of us have um, guardians um, financially. And we all deal with that together, and we all support everybody's strengths. And most importantly, we build on everybody's individual weaknesses to make everybody better. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, right. I mean, it's going to be hard. We should have Kleenex. In yeah, this. yeah. That, that, that's so profound and, and, and such a beautiful message. And, 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 we, and we see that. Like, you know, just we, we see it happen. We saw it happen. Um, with you know, with George, with his teammates, um, that the the boys were close outside of swimming, uh, and they, still are. Yeah, they still are. They hang together. They have something no one else has, and um, and and you know, for boys that age, you know, to work that hard, to exhaust your body, to you know, to to grow stronger, and 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 also. There's that element of play that I think boys lose really on really early on in life that that the swimmers get you know that, that it remains the way they jump in the pool and have that moment of silliness you know they get to play together too right I, absolutely there's um a real good from from my standpoint as a coach you got 65 guys you're getting them on a bus and we're going to another public school. I think that would worry a lot of people that aren't in education. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god, because you're dealing with you're you're responsible for all these kids' behavior, right? And they're teenagers. The one thing that I, the one reason I wanted to teach in high school is because that's the age where kids will make mistakes. Absolutely right. And I want to be part. I want to be if the, if a kid's going to make a mistake and I'm going to be present. I want to be able to be the person to help correct that mistake. Um, why is that? I don't know. I just think it, the self-satisfaction of, of learning that you have impacted somebody that was struggling, yeah. may it be behavior or emotionally or whatever, um, I want to be able to be part of that. Yeah. And that those issues that come up cannot be settled or solved in one sit down talk it it takes time and that's one of the reasons why i say you're going to have to trust me your son or your daughter is going to come home and will probably be very very angry at coach walker sure and and as parents and it, this is a hard one for parents to to uh swallow in a one 45 minute parent meeting it's going to take time they're going to be mad at me. I understand they're mad at me. Yeah. However, they're going to come back to me the next morning or the next day, and we're going to continue to develop and work out this issue and problem. And once they, the kids develop that respect and understanding that I'm not going to give up on them and that we can turn this around and make it into a positive issue, mm -hmm. um, then, then it works out. Yeah. And I, I don't remember if we said this, you know, we talked a little bit before we started recording. You know, I I think you did say it, but I remember you saying, um, you know, get out get out of your kid's way because you understand the part of a parent that can't stand their kid to be suffering. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. Especially moms, probably like I'm the the mom that wanted to punch the dental hygienist when they put you know fluoride in George's mouth and he gagged. <laughs> so I think you understand you know how parents can't stand um, you know want to kind of get in the way of that 
and intervene somehow. And I got to be the one that's and and I have parents that are very upset with me. Yeah, very. Oh, and and, and the assumption that my kid can't or a kid can't do X. You don't you don't seem to carry that assumption. Mm-hmm. You seem to feel like you know what. Every one of these 65 guys, no matter how fast a swimmer he is, no matter how well he's doing in school, no matter how much money his dad makes, this kid can make a contribution here. Yes. When Absol- you show them their own value, grit. self-worth, um, <laughs> yeah. and at the same time, they're gonna, they think they're working, and my, what I try to give each, every one of them is that they can work harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when they when they get comfortable, it's oh yeah, I'm I'm really working out. Well, no, you're not. You you're better than that. And so to raise expecta- ex- expectations, keep the bar high, always. Yeah. So when George reaches this bar and he gets comfortable in his comfort zone, well, in the real world, no, I want to go get that other um, contract. Yeah. Or I I want to go uh, get that get that next raise. Go push I, a little harder. I want to go move up in the in the corporate world. Yeah. Well, some people, you know, ninety percent of kids, ninety percent of the of our workforce is happy with mediocrity. Right. It's the ten percent that want more. Yeah. And so I think. Being in being a swimmer, a competitive swimmer, you are always taught to want that ten percent more. Yeah, I don't want mediocrity because a typical swimmer's attitude. When George went that forty nine in his senior year on the four hundred free relay, his last swim, insane, <laughs> right? I mean, a, the, and all I can remember is. To, him being on the LFC swim team when he was little, while he was swimming his last swim on the 400 free relay, I reverted back to the little kid that was at the LaGrange Field Club. And it brought that's what brought tears to my eyes, not what he ended up splitting. However, that was crazy. It's <laughs> called the ultimate swim, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, what's the one a typical swimmer's mentality is? He reached his goal. Yeah. Because we have kids write down their goals and they put them on the on right. the wall, and and a lot of them rebel about that. And they and I try to explain is that you need to write your goal and you need to post it on the wall so your teammates can see what your goal is. So your teammates can help you reach that goal when you're struggling. <clears throat> You can go look at your goal because I'm going to pull you out when you're not working out and you're slacking off. I'm going to pull you out and bring you over to your goal sheet and say, is this what you wrote down? Is this (laughs) what you want? Yeah. Yes. Well, you're not doing the work to get there. So when George went that 49, there was elations, right? High fives, all this, and the team like surrounded him. It was like crazy, uplifting. (laughs) And he wasn't the only one that swam that that fast that day. No, that was a good day. It was a good day. <laughs> um, but a typical swimmer who has the work ethic that's instilled in in their system will turn around and go, "That was awesome, but I could have gone faster." Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the only thing is, is if I could have gone faster, what do you need to do to go faster? Right. I need to work harder. Yeah. I'm yeah, better man. than that. Oh. And see, so that is what I think the true investment is, regardless of how fast you are. The true investment that I try to sell to parents or explain to them is the true asset that they had gained is when they go out into the university, when they leave your house and they are no longer coming in your house and out of your house, you need to know that when they're in the dorm room studying, there's going to be friends that are going to come knocking on that dorm room door going, come on out. Come on. We're going. We're going to Let's so-and-so. Go party or whatever. Yeah. Most of our kids will go, I'm not done yet. I will meet you there. Instead of shutting the book and going, okay, I'm out. Yeah. No, I got work to do. 
then I will meet you there. Yeah. And so there's the choices and the decision making that they will that are instilled with them because of of the program. I think that you can't put a dollar amount on it, and nobody's going to remember what George did ten years ago in right. the hundred free or right, right. the hundred fly. It, nobody knows what time you went. Right. That doesn't matter anymore. No. What matters is what you've got inside of you and what you did through the four years of work and your capacity to instill yeah. um, that that kind of character and work ethic um, and and sportsmanship um, that lasts a lifetime is mind-boggling um, because I think a hundred hours of lecture on that to a kid to a parent gets you nowhere whereas just that time in the pool working on behalf of yourself and on behalf of your teammates and recognizing oh I am better than that. Coach is telling me I'm better than that. I, I work with I work with a lot of kids this age, Coach, and you and I have talked about this, and there is an epidemic of poor self-esteem, a lot of self-loathing among teenagers. Boys. Boys in particular. We were talking about this yesterday, Julie and I, and I always think, boy, if I could, the way off my couch is into Coach Walker's pool almost every time because because somehow you have this way of showing these guys not telling them but showing them what they're made of giving them the space and the leadership to to discover on their own what they're made of and that takes time and yeah and and, but but that's what that's what um stick will stick with you yeah to to you always talk about competence and resilience like that's what you you allow them and 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 hold space for them to find is their own competence and resilience and, and your philosophy is so abundantly clear and it's no wonder to me and I, w- I would imagine Julie will join me in this that at some point you reached you reached this goal which I'm sure you had at some point that you have championship teams that you are yeah. coaching now you, you know um, that you are a contender year after year after year. Um, that feels like listening to you for the last half hour, that feels like no mistake to me. That feels like that was going to happen because of what you instill in these boys. And that has nothing to do with swimming. Say more about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I agree. I'm sure that that's correct. You know, it's, we haven't really talked about swimming. Nope. Um, that's secondary because if you wake up in the morning – and treat today as today is not about me. Everything is in order. I'm a good son. I'm a good daughter. I treat my parents with respect. I have my academics in order. I'm a good friend. I'm a good classmate. I re- represent my school well, and I represent my team well. Nothing about swimming yet, right? Right. And I have my goals. And I'm willing to help other people with their goals. If all of that is in order, then I am allowed to get into the water and I'm allowed to train with a free soul. And most importantly, when I get up behind the block that one day for my ultimate swim, my ultimate meet, when I step up on that block, everything's okay. Yeah. And then at that time... I can just let my body do what it's been trained to do. I can swim free. I don't have to think about anything. I don't have any worries. I'm free. Oh, what a and beautiful then, philosophy that is. My God. And that's that's the hard part is learning how to get all these kids, all their things in order that have nothing to do with swimming because I have to deal with issues when I get emails from teachers our administrators said so and so did something. Sure, so and so did something, and and nothing drastic, but we got to address that. Mm-hmm. So once we can address it, we can move on, and because I I need you to be free, I need you to be that, free right? by February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. So and and you you step behind that block, and we talk about that at team meetings all the time. When you get behind that block on that one given day. You just got to know, I've done everything right to get here. Yeah. 
And it's not an easy way to get there. It's a rough road. It's Therefore, tough. all more reason for you. This is all. Now it's about you. This is your gig. Yeah. You earned this right. You earned, George, that moment. He yeah. totally earned that moment. <laughs> he totally deserved that moment as much as everybody, every kid that swam that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I work I work with so many kids who are so encumbered. To hear you use the word free in this context, right? You know, you 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 work hard enough that you liberate yourself, right? Yes. You you contribute enough that you liberate yourself. I love that conceptually. I don't really, I've never really thought about no, it that and the, way. And the zen of the pool and the way and, and um, you know the, the disconnect. You know the the way that you were able to disconnect from everything and process. So few kids have that built into their lives. Um, I, I, I've thought about so many of the aspects so many times that I'm grateful for that you've given, that you give the kids. And I, but I never, I never thought about that. I never pictured that and how, how important that is their for lives, all of us. Are, most lives, of us don't yeah, do that. I, oh, <laughs> we're just as much as, and, and a lot of times I step back and say, I need to listen to myself. What I need to listen to what I just said yeah. for them to do. Yeah, yeah, right, right. In all right. seriousness, we the, these the kids today, everything's going so fast that that we're not they're not allowed to be a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm, amen. And um, lately, I have really been trying to say, just put leave the phone. In the family room, before you go to bed, please do not take the phone to your bedroom. Just leave it. Wait, are you saying this to yourself or to Spencer? <laughs> to to Spencer and to all these which kids. Which I'm not, but to to the to the kids. Oh, to the kids. Yeah, yeah. rewind that twenty seconds, guys, and and play that over and over again because I I agree with Coach that. That 100% is where there. that that. There is the opportunity for the soul to to relax and and to let it just be free. And if they can go into because we do a lot of visualization, mm-hmm. and if they're able to put their phone down and go to bed, and if they can't go to bed, then please just go through the the visualization of calming and relaxing, and you will find yourself being able to sleep instead of. The mind constantly twirling and twisting and 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 liking and you know switching one screen to the next screen and hearing your phone on the side of your bed buzz because you have it turned off but it still buzzes. You hear that in your sleep. Oh, you're preaching the right words, Coach. Absolutely. (laughs) So if the phone is down in the family room charging, why can you not? Why are you not allowing yourself to charge? Because we are oh. constantly draining our battery, yeah. our soul. Yeah, man. And and it's the phone. Yeah. The phone really scares me. I'm with you there. I understand. Yeah. Um, and there's research behind this, right? You and I both know, like, you know, it doesn't take much time on that phone to drain your battery. And, it, and you're depressed and you're anxious it, and you've got ADHD and you're Well, and everybody's, uh, you know, we all talk about. Um, how great things are on the phone. And then when we have problems, which I do, I have a problem every day. Somewhere along the line, I run into a wall. Yeah. Well, I don't get on, the, get on my phone and post, you know, oh, it's woe is me, I'm struggling, what some people do. But <laughs> um, why can we not spend time focusing on a, an issue that we have and being able to talk to somebody instead of forgetting about it and suppressing it. I noticed something about you coach in 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 that vein. You you're not you're not afraid to show that you are a sensitive guy, that you are an emotional guy to your guys. No. No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> right? No. I mean and and that's part of making the man, isn't it? I I think I think so. I I think it's r- really good to be able to cry if you need to cry. Yeah. Um, 
I still have a really good cry in me. I, I still have yet to cry when my, my dad passed oh. away. Oof. Yeah. I, I haven't cried yet. Is that right? Yes. How long ago was this? Um, two years ago. Yeah. And it was, it was a long, slow, um, you know, he, it was a while for him to go. And when he went, I struggled inside. I, I, I cried a little bit, but you know how you have that. There's, there's a big one in there. Yeah. Wow. However, it is how this makes me feel real bad is I've had a, we had a Shih Tzu of 15 years that literally grew up with Spencer. Uh-huh. Um, when he passed away, I had to take him in and he passed away in our arms and I bawled for. Two weeks. You know, it's and, funny. And you just literally I, told that story about your dad. Same thing. My, yeah. my father had the same situation where he never could find that, that cry about his dad. But when our dog passed away when I was in eighth grade, he was home for a week. He, could, he couldn't pull it together. See, that, and that, I was the same way. Yeah. I, I, I missed the day of school. I could not go. I couldn't. Yeah. And um, I, I still think of, I have a picture of him on my Front on my desk in front of my keyboard, and I have a beautiful four-year-old red fox, fox red lab. Now, yeah. Um, yeah. But he was something special. Yeah. But my father was a heck of a lot more special. Of course. And so inspirational to me for the fact there isn't a day that doesn't go by where I know he's with me. Oh, I he's, love that. Uh, you know, um, some of the things that come out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, those are dad's just, words. Oh, I just know. Yeah. Um, one one thing that came out of my mouth uh, when I accepted my uh, my Hall of Fame award, which still has yet hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, these two back to back state championships as a team has yet to hit me. It's people are like, well, aren't you? Yeah. Are you excited, coach? I, guess, I yeah. guess you know. I don't know. We did it. Blah blah blah. Um, my son, um, and and what he has done in in the last year, uh, I, I got to to actually watch my son be a two time state champion and set the state record. Oh, I yeah. was I was numb. Yeah. Wow. And then even I was the one that was. That put the state medal championship medal on, on around his neck. Oh, I was numb. Yeah. Wow! And so so was he. Yeah. However, I do know that somewhere down the line, and I I hope I'm around to do this ten years from now. I'm on a boat somewhere in a quiet cove, with a fishing pole in my hand, and I just lose it. Yes. Yeah. So, Coach, I was hoping, and I think, Julie, you were too, that you were having those moments and experiencing those moments. Why, why do you think you, um, you, you weren't there for them, that you were numb? You mean that with, with Spencer? With his, Spencer, yeah. with winning the championships? Well, I, I, I was. But then again, I wasn't. It, it, it was so surreal. Yeah. Um, because I... Still, of all the pools where I know all the pools in the area and where the pools are for the state meet, I remember when I was a little kid with my nose against the glass and I can pinpoint exactly right where I was when I was little watching my brothers at the state meet. Wow. And I remember watching my brothers and then some of the swimmers that they were swimming against because I knew who they were. I'm like, wow. These guys are big. Wow. <laughs> These guys are fast. And and then I started like looking at the coaches and and just idolizing these coaches that were down on deck. And I'm like, man, one day I wanna be one of them. Mm-hmm. I wanna be one of them. And of course I wanted to be like my brothers. Yeah. But I wanted to be one of one of them, you know. Um and then when it all when the when the program started to switch and it started to move to a bigger and a faster up upward swing, I just had a hard time because I would when I, 
at the beginning, after warm-ups, at the beginning of the meet, at the state meet, I would look around up in the, up in the balcony, and I would look for little kids. Really? And I would be like, I wonder if there's any of those little kids that are saying, wow, I want to be like him. Yeah. And, and I had a hard time accepting that there would be somebody up there looking down going, I want to be like that guy. And I know they're going, I want to swim like these kids. Sure. Um, so that I got caught up into that, and I yeah. just didn't believe that it's almost like my life went full circle. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe my suppression is, now that I'm sitting here talking about it, maybe my suppression is, is that I don't want to believe that it's gone full circle. Yeah. That yeah. you're here. That You mean that time's gone so fast that you're... Yes. Yeah. Be, I'm full circle, and at the same time, my boy is a is a senior in, uh, yes. co- in high school and is leaving my house. Yes. And, yeah, and is going on his own, and so there's some endings Maybe I'm going here. into my my midlife crisis soon. I have no idea. Another phase, one way or another. That's, right. That's that is right, and we understand that very well. We you have one son. One. We have one son, so we we've thought about you too in that regard. Um, uh. I, I was just saying um, to Scott, and we took a break for a second, and I was just saying, I remember at the first meeting um, freshman year for George when you said, when Scott said um, he had had a particularly, I think, difficult um, ride with some parents the previous season, so you were a little riled up, but you said, hey, I spend more time with your kids than I spend with my own. Oh, right. You know, during, during swim season, and he also... <clears throat> Talked about, you know, to, to Coach K, his assistant coach, Dana, you know, Dana, how much money do, do we make hourly, like in, during season, you know, 47 cents, you know, like, so <laughs> right. kind of it just, but, but, bring so a little it's, reality it's to been the parents. cool. So I remember thinking, of, you know, about your little boy at that time, and now you've been able to see Spencer, you know, rise to the top and, and be the champion that he is. So I'm like thrilled for you. And I also understand the, um, you know, the thought of him leaving is gut wrenching. Yeah. <laughs> So, Coach, um, so you you were you were good enough to celebrate George with us here for a minute, and um, and that that last swim of his, and that fostering that great moment, and we're so grateful yeah. to you for that. Um, I want you to talk about Spencer for a minute. Um, so, you you have had, um, I think, probably the, the the privilege of of coaching your son to to a championship level. Do you mind telling us a little bit about what that was like and 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 what what Spencer's <laughs> and what's uh, going on with him? Yeah. And, and what do you, what he, what he's achieved and where he's headed? Uh first of all, uh he's been around me and my wife Mel. Yeah. Uh coaching him. He by the way, shout out to Pete Cosentino who who literally taught him. We gave him over to Pete at the LaGrange Field Club, and Pete taught him how to swim. And, and from that point on, he kind of uh, just developed no different than all the regular kids from the LaGrange Field Club. We just wanted him to be happy, but we prefer that he be happy in the water. Uh, but anyway, when he, when he got to high school, it was going to be his dad coaching. Yeah. But Spencer was always the one. He was no different than, than I was when I was little. Up at the state meet, nose on the plexiglass, <laughs> looking down, always wearing the LT garb, always <laughs> found a way to get down on deck at the end, always was in team pictures with the sectional plaque or <laughs> our conference. Or he, was always in, he, just, he was always in it. A presence. Yeah. He, he wanted to he be wanted part of it. He wanted to be in it. Yeah. He so wanted to be part of the guys. And, and God bless the guys that took care of him uh, and allowed him to be part of it. Um, he, uh, sophomore year ended up being a big part of the team that that uh, made a jump into the at the state meet. And then... Um, so, well, actually, we won it his sophomore year. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. One state. Are you kidding me? Yes. And the first time ever. 
Uh, Spencer being no small part of that. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's a huge contribution. And then his junior year, he was, uh, we went back to back state champions and he was a state champion in the Hunter back. What a ride. Uh, set a state record on the medley relay that year, his junior year. Um, and then this year. What was that? Re- what, what, what did uh, Spencer swim in that medley? He swam the, the backstroke back? yeah. and split a 22.2. Good God. Which which <laughs> was the state qualifying time for the 53. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. He uh, wasn't in the water long enough to get wet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that relay set a state record. That was that was crazy. That, that was crazy. <laughs> um because New Trier had swum the medley relay the heat before us, and New Trier set the medley relay the heat before us in the same way. Wow. Oh, so our no four kidding. guys, our four guys were back behind the block yeah. and watched another team set the state record. Oh, my God. Right moments before they're about to get right in the water? Right before them. And, and, then you, they... and we talk about resiliency, right? Yeah. And about confidence and about. Team, being a team and your teammates, they showed total composure. They were unrattled, and they, they jumped in and totally reset the state record. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable, <laughs> totally, man. Totally stole it away from them. Really? Yeah. It, it, now, so, you must have felt that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you know how crowded that can be? Yes. Yeah. The place was in shambles it yeah. was unbelievable <laughs> and um you know it, it's it's you, you you get chills flat out chills and you get teary-eyed because you're like those are my guys yeah, yeah. man those yeah. are my guys and and not only just that they set the but how they how they went about doing it yeah so classy toughest of circumstances un, un- Flappable. Unrattled. <laughs> Ready just to go, like, right? Let's well, go, it's man. Because they just we we they they visualized it. They believed that you can do this, you can do this, I can do this, and if you do that, we'll get the state record. Well, even the team that did it right before them, <laughs> and this is to start off the state meet. This is the first event. Oh my god! Unbelievable. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you talk about resiliency. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And Nutrier had that record for four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Yeah. We want it. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's amazing. So, so that's junior year. Junior year, and yeah. we win a state championship that year. Right. Yeah. And then uh, coming into this year, he he said it uh, before the uh, before our season started, and. He's not this way. He, if you talk about a kid that's very humble and will not talk about himself, it's, it will be Spencer. Um, and he, we very, very rarely talk about swimming at home. Oh, wow. Hardly ever. That's oh, amazing. Wow. Is that and it right? It's not easy coaching your son. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you not. what that's like. Is it, is it, it is difficult? Not. It's very difficult because there's a balance. You gotta let them be a teenager. You gotta let them screw up just as much as I'm expecting everybody else's kid to screw up. However, the the tough part is is will his teammates understand when he acts up and does something stupid? So you, it's yeah, right. And and it's been that way. Yeah, you're threading it's a needle the, there. The uh, the team the team has been very understanding, and I think they understand that it's not easy. So really what I do is I just tell my my other coaches whatever I think he needs to hear, I tell them yeah. to got tell it. him. Got it, got That's it. Brilliant. And he darn right knows where the, where it came yeah. from. <laughs> right, 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 for sure. Is it trickier when you're coaching your kid, your son, and he's and, and you recognize as time goes on, oh, he's elite. He, there, there's potential here to, to, um, to win a, you know, to, to set a state record in, in, a, in a certain event or two. There's potential here for a D1 scholarship uh, uh, somewhere along the line. Does that change the mindset at all? Um, yes and no. Um, he, 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 at the beginning of the season at home one day, just walked downstairs into the kitchen and said, Dad, 
I am going to set the pool record in every pool that we go to this season. Whoa. <laughs> and that really made me happy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because he never talks about how he's going to perform, ever. Got it. And for him, that was a goal. Yeah. And he was only going to say that at one place, and it would be that one second in that in that kitchen, and that's it. And that was it. And I didn't even respond to it. Got it. Because the one thing I, I I really tried to do is not get in his way. But you seem to have a deep faith in this power of intention, right? Because the, he's because he knows what he needs to do when he needs to do it, and I just sometimes being a real good coach is not coaching at all. Oh man, I love there's that. so many it's, moments of brilliance in this podcast. We might have to break it down. It's, <laughs> it's right? not, well, don't get in the way of yourself. Yeah. To, why why are you going to go over there and mess with that when it's already it's already golden yeah yeah don't don't shine it when it's already shined yeah right just right right stay away just let it go and you know what when they, when those kind of kids know that they have that freedom and that there's nobody that's going to get in there and and just do this when they know they don't need this <laughs> right just don't get in the way of it. So, um, what an important part of coaching, probably an important part of parenting too. Oh, step oh, away. Absolutely. Know when to step away. There is no question that there are a lot of uh, disgruntlements in our house and differences between mom and dad. Sure. I'm. I'm more of just let it go. Say what you need to say one time. Let them regurgitate it. Give them time to regurgitate, although they're saying you're wrong. When they go up to their room or they storm out of the house, they know. It's in their head. They know. Yeah. But the more you get in there and try to manipulate it and, and make you feel like you need to yell because that's your responsibility to yell, that's not really what they need. Right. They just need to be, hey, dude, <laughs> don't. Do that, and this is why you don't do that, because if you do that, the perception what other people will get RC is not a positive thing of you. So, right. and, and, and of course, as 17, 18-year-old, it's going to try to be argumentative with it. Sure. Stop. Just you said it, let them go, and then, you know, and there's a right time and a right place to have a discussion. Right. Not right when they walk through the door after school or after practice. You literally like you sound like John. This what? is parenting wisdom one hundred and one. You are you are killing it, Coach. Let them let them come in. Or when you come home from school or from work, don't come right through that door and and then go right at it. Just let the house settle. Put down your stuff. Cook or sit down with your, you know, whatever. Make sure you lift up the recliner. And then when the right time and the right place comes in and go, hey, you know what you did today? Don't do that again. Yeah. And this is why. Yeah. Without, you know, so there's. John will say, John will tell parents, you know, say 75% fewer words. <laughs> yeah, when you're, when, you're, when you're upset. Just in general. Cut out, seven, say 25% of what you want to say. That way you're thoughtful about what you're saying. Well, and I, here's what I think about when it comes to parenting teenagers. When, Go ahead. When, when you had a friend back in the day, and you're at a wedding reception or something, you know, somebody's really over tipsy, tipsy, tipsy. <laughs> and they're argumentative. And there's always somebody that's trying to get them to change their attitude at that time. It's not going to happen because they're already over the top. Right. Um, intoxicated. You can't, that's like talking to a wall. Yeah. But yet people spend hours talking to an intoxicated <laughs> oh, We person. just had an experience with this. Yeah. The strange kid on oh, St. Patrick's on Day. On St. Patrick's right. Day, I we tried talked to, talk to a wall for an hour. Who literally was they're so not, wasted, they probably they're don't not remember. comprehending anything to begin with. That's right. why they are the way they're, they're <laughs> That's going to have to be done at a later time. Yeah. I think teenage kids, when they get, when they, that switch of anger and, Denial and and you nobody understands. Well, that's not the time to be argumentative. 
And I deal with a lot of kids at school that way. Yeah. You just got to know, well, now's not the right time to be discussing this because the the anger is at a level that is so high they're not going to be able to comprehend what we need to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to have to just take a time out. We're going to have to wait till we de-escalate yes. yeah. and yes. come down a little bit and allow them to breathe. And, and don't, leave, don't leave the person. Just allow them to settle down because as, if you don't leave them and you're there to help them settle down, then when it comes time to talk about it, they trust that you're okay with that. Oh. Dude, you're so smart. We're going to knit everything you've said on our <laughs> pillows, man. I mean, it's unbelievable how brilliant this is. Wait, so what, um, and what, so what Spencer, right now he's, he's oh. going to Ireland, right? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, he, I want to hear. Like, um, after the state meet. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get there, I want to go back to the state meet. So, okay, sorry. So, I, I'm sorry. Well, I want to hear where we're going, too. I want to know what happens. So, the state meet's happening. A senior Spencer Walker gets in the water, uh, get, get, getting ready for the hundred back. Right? What, oh, go, right, what right, goes right. through Dad's mind? Dad is the head coach this year. This this year. Yeah. This year, and 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 Spencer's killing it in this particular event. Yeah. Um, and, and as you as you see the race, and as the race ends, what's this like for you? Um, I think that he, he pretty much in that event. This year, he was pretty ahead of his competition. Yeah. So I don't really think the anxiousness of is he going to win it, which is crazy in of itself, mm-hmm. right, as a, as a parent, but then as a coach that has been coaching in high school for you dream, dream yeah. to, to have a state champion. And we've only had um, – at that time, I had three girls that, that were state champions. But one, not only that, one to be your own son. Oh, my God. Uh, but he was really going for the state record. And the state record was held at that pool um, two years prior. And that pool's not very fast, meaning it's it doesn't give the facility. When, when he turns in the backstroke spencer swims underwater really fast mm-hmm. well oh, yeah. when he swims underwater he presses down to go deeper underwater because you're faster deeper underwater we he we can't do that at evanston because it's only three and a half feet deep oh wow. no, no kidding got so it. like on the medley relay his first swim of the state meet in the medley relay he pressed off the wall and he got out and he came over and he goes, Dad, when I was dolphin kicking, my heels were bouncing off the bottom of the pool. Wow. That totally slows you down. Oh, yeah. So he has to adjust. And that kind of made him a little nervous about this hunter back. Um, so when he went off, uh, I don't know, it was all slow motion. Hmm. But I just knew that he, he was just going to do this. Yeah, and then when it actually happened, I looked up and everybody stood up and started giving giving a standing ovation that it was a state record. Um, I think the most memorable moment actually, I had Mel go go try to get the the video of it because we don't have any pictures or videos of his on her back. Oh my gosh, his, you're kidding! Of his celebration. Oh, oh. When he touched the wall, where I actually did get fully teary-eyed is he he pushed off the wall and swam back a little bit so he could see the timing system of uh, what he went right and when he saw what he went he he slapped the water and then he he threw up his arm and he made a big old Popeye fist and he screamed <laughs> oh and yeah then he screamed again and he screamed oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it was Oh, oh and that's he, the stuff, man. And, and he never, never does that. Yeah. <sighs> never does it. That's why I want that moment. I, I just need to have some documentation. Did you find it? She found it. Oh, um, I don't know how we're going to. You can't copy it, though. Um, oh, we're going to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, but we, we do know where to locate it. Um, I just got to have that moment. Yeah, man. Because oh. uh, the boy... 
all the work, all the work, and his commitment and dedication and, and the, the fights in the house of all I want to do is see my LaGrange Park friends. All I want to do is see these friends. And I never get to do this. And I never get to do that. Yeah. However, we never forced him to like, yeah. he, he would, he'd complain about it. But then he'd get in the car and go to practice. Yeah, yeah. However, that is the reason why he spent, after the state meet, he then took a, he had to miss a week of school and go down to Orlando, Florida for junior nationals. They were picking the U.S. national team, junior national team, to go to Dublin, Ireland. In order to make the team, it's exactly how they picked the Olympic team. You got to be top two in any Olympic event in order to make the team. Wow. Okay. He went and he made he made the Olymp or the uh, team with the two hundred back. He made the and then made it again in the hundred back. So and then the fifty back and then three of his relays were. Uh, one were junior national champions. Oh wow! So um, and and doing so set two more state records. Doing that, wow! It was, that was <laughs> amazing. Yeah, is that this right? Is after the state meet. Wow! So you think about tapering and resting. All right. He's still going on three weeks after the state meet. He's still cranking. Yeah. Cranking. Right. 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 So he makes this makes this Dublin team. He just said after when he made the, his first event and made the team, there was one text and it just simply said, "Can I go to Ireland?" Oh, and oh. see, even then I get like teary-eyed <laughs> because what's the big deal? Your kid said, "Can I go to Ireland?" <laughs> Five words, and you cry. Yeah, and yeah. that's really where my my emotion comes from. Mm -hmm. From is a simple text, and I've seen this kid's be a state champion and set a state record. Can I go to Ireland makes mm. me cry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what and uh he's going to go to the University of Alabama. Um he's very very excited to uh go there and swim because uh and so are the coaches when they have watched the last month of his swimming. Mm -hmm. They're very very excited for him. Um I think the most exciting thing is is they know that they can make him better and spencer knows he can be better because sure. he hasn't lifted one weight yet wow and everybody's kind of freaking out about that because here you have this kid at this level and he hasn't had a weight training program yet so oh, there, wow. there's a room there's room to get oh, even to better. a whole nother level my gosh that's Coach, why i like exciting. to do the dry land and i don't i really don't want kids to be in the weight room yeah yeah. yeah. Wait, so are you going to go to Dublin? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> because we have to, we got to stay back and teach. That's right. You have jobs. Yeah, you guys are teachers. You got oh. a job. Well, Coach, congratulations on all your success. Congratulations on all of Spencer's success. Um, the story is almost too beautiful to, 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 if you made it, if you pitched it to Hollywood, yeah. they'd say, ah, it's a little much. <laughs> it's such a beautiful story. And um, on behalf of hundreds and hundreds of parents, yeah. um, I think from Julie and I, we really wanted you in here, first and foremost, to hear all your wisdom. And thank you so much for coming in and spending some time with us, but also for the massive impact that you have had on these boys, on our guy, George, in particular, um, he would not be the man he is were it not for you. And we will forever be grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. So do grateful. You, do you, uh, Andrew McLean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the the starfish story? Yep. Remind, remind me, guys. Us. Yeah. Tell us I mean, what the starfish I, I, story I remember is. that that moment, but tell us, tell the, us the story. The starfish again. story is um, a little boy is on the beach because thousands and thousands and thousands of starfish are rolling up on the high tide. And they're just, they're coming in onto the beach. You know, and the starfish, when the tide, when the, the, the waves roll back out, it leaves the starfish on the beach. Right. Well, they're gonna die. Mm -hmm. 
So this little boy is like picking up these starfish and he's chucking them back into the water. And this old man comes up, comes rolling up the beach and he goes, son, what are you doing? He's like, I'm throwing, throwing these starfish back in, into the ocean and saving their lives. He's like, son, you, you can't do that. You can't make a difference. There's literally thousands and thousands of starfish rolling up onto the, the beach. And the kid just turned, he looks at the old man, and he turns around, and he bends over and picks up a, another starfish, and he chucks it back in the ocean, and he goes, I made a difference in that one. Oh! <laughs> Thanks for having me. It, this is, Thank you so it's much. It's really been cool catching up with the two of you. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's uh-huh. almost like... It, it, Yesterday, yeah, yeah. it feels we, like we it. have not left one another. No, oh, no. and we won't. Yeah. Coach Walker, thank you so much. Yeah, you are you. welcome. Thank you. This You're has been better. Yeah, this is better. <laughs> <laughs> this we'll is talk better. to you next time. All right.